Aloha mai kako. Welcome to episode 5 of the Moana Nui podcast. Today we sit down with Free Isabello. Free was born and raised on Oahu and relocated to Las Vegas where he started a publishing company, Live Free, Die Free Comics, to produce creator-owned properties, including his own title, The Contraptor. Free has done multiple covers and internal pages for various independent comic companies, including Onward Comics, Self-Employed Comics, The Squeege Comics, Kip's World Comics, and Thunder Frog Studios, to name a few. Free is also a member of the Hawaiian Comic Book Alliance. You can find him on Facebook at LFDF Comics and on Instagram at FreakFlow808. We will also have links to his platforms in the show notes. I'm excited to go to New York. Oh, me too. See you guys again. You guys got a booth, huh? Yes, we do. Like we... not Artist Alley, right? Like a booth booth. Yeah, we're on the main floor again. Right on. Do you, do you know where you're at? Um, I think it's like somewhere in the vicinity of Marvel. Um, oh, yeah. like two rows over, I think. Yeah. Oh. It, was it the same location as last year? Not quite the same location, a little bit um, further towards the front. Like, if, if Marvel's like, if you're looking at Marvel from the front, it's like yeah. two of Marvel. Wow, that's that's pretty prime location right there. <laughs> I know, that's what I said. I was like, oh, okay, right on. All right, better, gotta, gotta bring your A game. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's a long four days, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. But it's fun, though, you know, it's like, for me, like, when I do San Diego, everybody just kind of zombie, like, they, they're walking towards something and so if i you know i mean i do pretty good sales um you know enough to pay for the the trip but a lot of people are just trying to get to hall h or they're trying to get their exclusives in new york what i found out the past two years literally it's like like new york minute when they get in they if they like what they see they just buy it they they don't they don't look at it like oh i'll come back later they they're like there is no later you know what i mean (laughs) <laughs> so I'll just get like these five things and I'll move on and then get those five things and then do whatever I do. I love New York. I love the East Coast. So yeah, like last year was the first time we were there as vendors. Uh, we had attended once before, but just as, you know, attendees, just kind of mm-hmm. checking it out and, and seeing how, how nuts the crowd is. And um, yeah, the Javits Center, uh, the, they're definitely um, outgrowing it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, like it, it's getting so big now that like they're using all levels, you know, like at the Javis Center where like you got to go downstairs for this and then upstairs for that. And but <clears throat> I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, I think it brings in a lot of money for them. So I don't think the Javis Center is going to let it go. They're going to try and they're going to try and bid it, you know, until they can't. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you're, you know, if you want New York as your venue, that's pretty much the only place that could like accommodate. And it's, I mean, New York itself is uh, pretty crowded. So, right. Um, when Comic Con is there, it's is even more nuts. So where do you where do you guys where where do you live? Do you live in Washington? We live in um just outside of DC, so in Maryland. Oh, okay. Yeah. That that's another thing. Like coming from Hawaii, like you know, you think Washington DC, all you think of is like like Redskins. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you don't think of where it ac- actually is. When I moved to the mainland and I actually drove to New York. Uh-huh. I drove to Long Island and um, just so happens we stopped by Maryland. I was like, yeah, dude, like right there. That's like Washington, D.C. I'm like, 
it's in Maryland. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of a trip, but yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's, like every, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. So every time we do uh, New York, um, because the people that I travel with that bring me there, um, that I'm featured on their booth, like I'm a featured artist on their booth, Desert Wind Comics. Mm-hmm. They do like CGCs and all that kind of stuff, like grading. And I, I don't know, what, like, I don't know how to really explain what they do, but that's what they do. They go to like John Romita Sr.'s house and like to actually his house and get stuff signed. They'll go to all the like, like these legendary old school, like Golden Age, Silver Age creators. And I get to stand there in their houses and, you know, like try to be respectful, try not to drag mud in the house, you know, because <laughs> like the 80 year old, uh, wives are like yeah just watch your shoes you know but coming from hawaii we just take our shoes off right don't leave them out there that's that's weird i'm like yeah but i I don't know what else to do (laughs) this is how yeah (laughs) i love that custom of ours it it took a while for people who you know come visit us in our house like oh yeah please take off take off your slipper at the door you know so like if we have people over that have never been here before Mm -hmm. we'll be like oh um just make sure you're wearing your, your good socks, you know, and wear your puka socks. <laughs> your puka hole socks, your big toes sticking out. <laughs> yeah, because you got to have more have more shoes at the door. <laughs> so, so where in Hawaii are you from? Is it Kauai? Yep, Kauai. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Like that's one of the that's one of the islands that hasn't had a comic con yet. That really yeah, should, huh? We did the first one this past year uh, in June. Yeah. Oh yeah, I had some. Um, it was the first one. It was thrown by um Ari Yamasato. It was, he was awesome. A uh, couple of people from Hawaiian Comic Book Alliance was there to support. Um, Sam Campbell nice. came, DJ Kavikani, uh, Swan Kahoolele, uh, Dwayne Koba, and a couple more. I can't remember everybody, but I love cool. the fact that you actually the game correctly. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. like Swan's something. <laughs> But all right, I didn't know that they had a comic con. If I would have known, I would have scheduled that in. Yeah, we'll but. schedule for next next year. I know my date yet, but Aaron's thinking around the same time, so probably June of next year. Well, June is normally like a, a busy schedule for me. You know, like summertime, right? Got to make it happen. Got to support the Hawaii. It's, well, especially like the Comic Book Alliance. Yeah. When I first started, like I wanted, uh, like I moved to the mainland because there's no comic conventions. There's like anime conventions, yeah. but no comic book conventions, and so. I couldn't get my work out there in front of people. I couldn't talk to editors. I couldn't talk to other artists that are already in the industry to to see what level I needed to be at. Um, so when I moved to the mainland, I, I got a whole new perspective of where I should be. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like like when you when you're just drawing in your basement, you think you're good enough, and <laughs> you're standing in line with like other portfolios, and you're looking at all these other artists are just like top notch guys. I'm like, whoa, I need to step up. And so, um, but what happened was when I left, that's when it got, like, the industry went to Hawaii. Like, Amazing Hawaii, the Comic-Con, Comic-Con, yeah. Lulu, um, you know, Maui Comic-Con. I guess the one in, what is the one in Hawaii, uh, Kauai called? Hawaii Comic-Con. Hawaii Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. Um, Hawaii Comic-Con on the Big Island with Mike Sato. Like, so all of these Comic-Cons are there now, right? And the Hawaii Comic Book Alliance with Sam Campos, the god. I gave him the nickname, the godfather of comics in Hawaii, and it kind of stuck. Because he really was, though. 
Like back in the days, Pineapple Man was the only comic that made mainstream. And with Sam Campos, for one whole month, and this is this is true fact, that in Hawaii, he outsold Rob Liefeld's X-Force. And back then, that's huge. You know what I mean? Like they're selling millions and millions a month. And so one month, he outsold Rob Liefeld's. And so... Um, and when he put the comic book alliance together, I was already moved off the island. But um, after talking to him for a little while, he he offered me the a spot in the, the alliance because he's like, dude, you you did what you had to do to, to bring the um, Hawaii artists to the mainland, but you still got love for Hawaii, so we got love for you. Yeah. So yeah, so the comic book alliance really helped me out, especially when I'm there. We all get together, we all draw, we all just go eat, you know. So yeah, it's fun. And, and he just opened up a, a comic book like arts like store not store um school yeah so that's pretty cool kawasaki art lab shout out yeah (laughs) yeah i've been watching what what they're doing uh i had a chance to talk story with him at kawaii comic-con and um he was super supportive you know like he just like the words that he was giving was very positive he was like you know what the best advice i would i give anybody you know who's coming in the industry is you know do the things that you love and work with people that you like to work with and you know just find ways to collaborate with them and uh you know keep moving forward so i found that to be very very true very true no matter Mm -hmm. really no matter where you're from but especially you know like in the hawaii community right it's very uh it's, it's different like and you don't really see how different until you move to the mainland and you know you, you expect things to be a certain way especially when i first moved out here on the east coast mm. it was like, kind of culture shock because you know i'm used to like everybody in hawaii being like oh yeah you know we all we all do things together and over here people look at you like like oh, even yeah, your neighbors like <laughs> it takes years to it takes years to get to know your neighbors in in the mainland yeah you know? so um what what made you move out to to washington or the East Coast? Um, job. Yeah, work. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I, thought, I thought maybe you uh, met John and John was like, yeah, I live in Washington, so move up here with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I've been living here for a while already. What about you? So, um, I moved to the mainland because I had a job that I literally had a patch of hair the size of like a, I don't even know, like a silver dollar. Like I was losing a patch of hair from, from my job. I was so stressed out. Oh, my God. Um, and my friend, Jax Madrox, my, my business partner in Hawaii, he actually handed me a ticket and said, you're going to go move to Vegas. <laughs> you got two weeks, sell all whatever you have to sell, but this is your plane trip. Like, this is your ticket. And so I was like, are you serious? He's like, yeah. And my friend Chase Webb that I live with here in, in Vegas, um, he's like, yeah, I, I got a room. My um, my job pays for my my housing, so I have an extra room, so you're living with me. Like, they, they basically saved my life by moving me out here. Wow. So. Wow. Um, and then while I was here, because I DJ and, and MC and all that, I was doing that for a little while. I'm still doing that, but not as much. And then I decided I want to do something creative and getting back into comics and comic art. And then that's how I started. And now we got our project together. And I'm so I'm seriously, I'm so honored that you even asked me to do the like a drawing for you. And it turned out really awesome. So I know I loved it. I I, I saw that. I you know I I like that. I was I was just like I don't even know what to tell him to draw. I just know that I wanted you to be on the project. And I was like, you know what? It's what I'm you know I'm learning is the more freedom I can give my artists, mm. more times the better. Just kind of give them like this is the kind of look and feel I'm kind of going for. But I really want you to give you know your own spin. It's, and it was the same thing when uh, I had Napua and Chris you know do the coloring. I wanted to have two different looks. And I was like, they're like, what do you want? And I was like, well. For Chris, I was like, kind of make it like how you did for um, 
what is that con? Uh, the one they just did at Sea Life Park with um, Chris Kuanui and Maracan. Yeah. I don't know what it's called, but man, I want to do that one. I want to do that convention. Like, <laughs> I want to see dolphins in my draw. <laughs> but, so yeah, he did a great job. And I mean, when the pool showed me hers, I was like, wow, both of you are killing me. You know what I mean? Like, like it, my, my line work was okay, you know, because I mean, for, for me, like when they put on their colors, it really puts the magic on. Yeah. And that's why I like working with the, the Hawaii people and the, like both of their styles are, they're different, they're similar, but they're different. And I, I you know, doing my line of artwork, it, it helps when I can go to either one. And, you know, I know that I can literally just tell them, do whatever you like yeah, yeah. don't worry you know yeah. it, it helps it takes a lot of uh, stress off of me <laughs> absolutely yeah that's how i feel too as you know as i was looking for artists i was like because you know with me i, I i'm looking for a portfolio right because i kind of want to mm -hmm. get a feel for like your overall style i mean every project is going to be different but like if i if i'm pretty like confident with your your regular style then i'm not gonna give you you know i'm not gonna be picky about it but like you know what do your thing like i yeah. chose for a reason your work <laughs> there we might make small kind tweaks but yeah it was, it was awesome working with both of them and with you of course yeah I mean, you know it's, it's weird like because i do a lot of comic book style like you know my my style is kind of jim lee-ish but not jim lee because he's the man um like kind of I, I i've taken on some similarities to ken lashley stuff like with my my muscle structure and my my um I, I, my detail work not not again not as good as ken but you know at least he's something to aspire to even with that, like, like I can, if somebody goes, oh, but I want to do like a kid's book or like, I want to do a coloring book as simple down my lines, but keep the structure, uh -huh. um, you know, so I've, I've done um, children's books before I've done comic books, I've done still life. I've done all that kind of stuff. So all these, all these different styles, I guess, if any artists out there are going to watch this later on, just learn, try to learn everything, you know, learn how to draw a tree and do it different styles, you know, do it a hundred different styles. So that way you can always work with whoever is creatively working with you. So like, like, uh, like with you, Moana, um, you're, you're writing and you have a certain look that you're looking for, a certain way of drawing things. And it helps when you can do it like a whole bunch of different styles. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, like I said, if you've seen Ken Lashley's, uh, hip hop stuff, I mean, that's, that's dope. <laughs> Is it like some of his more recent stuff? I I, I um I, I'm in his group, but I haven't um like been tracking like I used to be because I've been busy, you know, <laughs> trying to run run this campaign. But um yeah, Ken's like super popular. Uh, the Lead Killer is definitely an appropriate name, I think. Right. I mean, he's he's always working. So well, his his hip hop stuff is more of like a what he does for for fun, like when he does sketchbook art. You know, yeah. like he just does it just for the heck of it. Mm -hmm. Um. And so, I mean, it's it's really unique. I mean, you wouldn't think of it coming from his normal style, like comic book style. But that dude's been out there for I I, I think he's been in the industry for almost like twenty five years now. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, again, that's the benchmark we all want to be, right? Yeah. Just successful in what we do, no matter what we do. I mean, your dresses are amazing, by the way. So come Christmas time, I got to put in my order before before it's too late. So. Yeah. I absolutely yeah. <laughs> thank you. Can I give a shout out right now then? Absolutely. Okay. So everybody in Hawaii, like Jax Madrox, Stacy, that's my crew out in, in Hawaii. Uh the new extreme crew, that's the guys that I work with whenever I do shows. Jack, Stacy, Quan, uh, Jackie, like everybody out there. I mean, Hawaii is such a great market. 
people show love out there, especially because we all grew up together, right? So, like, sometimes when you're feeling in the mainland, like, when you move to the mainland, sometimes you feel like you're disconnected. No matter what, sooner or later, somebody's going to be like, hey, give me a call. Like, screw this tech stuff. Give me a call. <laughs> and so, you know, you actually get to talk to people. And, you know, even talking to you, Moana, like, I can actually, like, hear the whole ride, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Local style. So, how, how long have you been living in, in Washington? Over 15 years already. See, 15 years, and you still get that, that local girl style, though. You oh, yeah, I mean? sure. Like, and especially if I'm talking to Hawaii people, then, you know, you bust out the pigeon, right? Oh, right, that comes heavy, <laughs> especially in Vegas. Once they get off the plane, oh, right. And then once they get back on the plane, why, hello, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Let me know if you need anything. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, my gosh. Me and my sister, we laugh about that all the time because, like, whenever I go visit her, of course, when we see each other, it's like it's family. So even more worse, right? But her friends are like, you're, sitting, you know, you're different. <laughs> we just start laughing. It's like it's a Hawaii thing. If you're not from Hawaii, you're not gonna get it. Right. And you know who's from Hawaii too. You could be in a restaurant, you could be in Walmart. All of a sudden you hear, knock it off. <laughs> oh, you already know <laughs> you already know somebody yelling at their kids. <laughs> leave you here. I swear to God, or leave you here. <laughs> but yeah, so Okay, so funny story is, though, I go to Phoenix for uh, Phoenix Fan Fusion. Great show, by the way. I know they're getting a lot of a lot of flack because it used to be Phoenix Comic Con and blah, blah, blah. And they have to change the name because they got in trouble with San Diego Comic Con. And But they treated us really well. And, you know, the people that came by, so, some of them, they, they, they remembered me from when I was there five years ago. And they're like, hey, hi, you're free. We've been looking for you for the past five years and all this kind of thing. But all, I, I, I don't know why... But this guy comes up to my, my booth. He goes, dude, I could hear you from like all the way down the, the lane. And I knew you were from Hawaii. Like <laughs> talking to all these white people. But I, I swear to God, dude, they probably think that you're from Thailand or something. Right. But you can hear your pigeon. I'm like, really? Because most of the time when I go to Hawaii, they're like, wow, you talk so holly. Right. But in the mainland, they think I'm talking like heavy pigeon, which I'm really not. But they think I am. So I don't know. It was, it was just a funny exchange. But who, who would have thought in Phoenix? So. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. We find Hawaii people everywhere. Like, even, especially on a plane. I mean, well, it's, it's not very many of us anyway. So, you know, yeah. you're going home. Well, it's mostly all howlers. Um, <laughs> so when you see somebody on a plane, hey. <laughs> right, you showed a small shaka. Hey, right. The well, mini shaka. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, the, the, the nose on you. <laughs> oh, <stop. laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah i wanted to go back to your comment where you said um you know like how you feel disconnected and stuff sometimes and the art i really like that because this kind of like I know it's a lot of people you know because of the conditions in hawaii and the cost of living and the Yeah, a lot of families unfortunately have to, you know, move away from home just to, you know. So I don't know. I I feel like um I like I di didn't really appreciate I guess our culture and, and our people until like I moved away and stayed away for a really long time. Mm -hmm. I really understood like how community there and, and just so you know the way people are. And there's so many of us all over the country, really. I mean, even in this yeah. area, there's a pretty decent uh, Hawaii community. So it's always nice to connect with other Pacific Islanders, um, not just uh, from Hawaii, but I mean, there's a, there's a 
pretty decent Samoan community out here too and a growing community from Guam kind of stuff like that so I think it's cool that even though you know we're from this little place in the middle of the Pacific Ocean <laughs> we, right? you know we still find each other I know right like this little island 2,500 miles from everything <laughs> like we're, we're so spread over the world um I did a gig like a DJ gig for a month in Alaska and I didn't realize that there's so many Hawaii people and Samoan people. Like they work on the, I guess, the gas lines or whatever, the oil lines. And so there's a big community out there. And of course, you know, when they see other islanders, they're like, hey, where are you Helps from? You Vegas. Like, hey. back home. <laughs> so, you know, well, it's, it's, yeah, just come to my house. Know, right. Brent, like, eat over here, dude. Especially my clothing line. Like, just come to my house. We'll eat over there. I was like, for real. I was like, yeah, 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 we go. And so, like, there's an LNLs. Uh, in Alaska, and there people go there like all the white people, but everybody else like we just, I guess they just cook it at home. But anyway, so the the project is doing well. The the campaign, um, I think we're up to fifteen hundred already, right? Fifteen hundred. I think we picked up. We are at forty nine backers now. Wow. <laughs> so Keith, then if you're still on, you can you definitely. There's a bunch of um, conventions in Hawaii, and you're not far. Yeah. You're in Cali, so that would be a good place for you to go. I think the one, what's the one in Oahu that's um, popular that you guys amazing, yeah, amazing, yeah, the amazing um, Hawaii something. I don't know. You have to change it into like a whole different um, thing, but everybody just calls it amazing con. Okay. Or amazing Hawaii, um, even though it's called like amazing Aloha, Hawaii, blah 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 con. But um, there's that. I think one of the the up and coming popular ones is Comic Con Honolulu because they're getting good guests now and they're running it like how they're supposed to run it. Um, you know, with the Aloha spirit. It was a, it was a company before that was a mainland company that didn't know how Hawaii culture is. Uh, and so, you know how that is. Like, you know, you try to come into somebody's backyard without without permission, you're not going to get a good response. But now they're working with local Hawaii, I guess, managers and, and coordinators. So it's, it's working a lot better. So Comic-Con Honolulu, Hawaii Con. Um, I don't know if Keithan is talking about the one in on the Big Island, um, on the Kona side. That's run by Mike Sato and the, and the whole group over there. He owns uh, Enjoy Comics. Okay. And yeah, he's helping putting that together. And it, it's, I think they've had it going on for about four or five years now, but it's whole new structure now. So he's he's trying to put that that show back together. And last year, it was at a five-star hotel. I got to stay in the From, hotel. Um, the, the pool was like him. two he's degrees below your, your body temperature. So it was like perfect. I got to swim at manta rays. I mean, all kinds of stuff, man. It was like, it was, it was like yeah, on the big island. Oh, wow. And yeah, it's one of those destination conventions where it's um, – like, for example, if Jim Lee was there, I'm not, he wasn't there, but if Jim Lee was there, you could go snorkeling with Jim Lee or you can go skydiving with Frank Miller or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, whatever celebrity or um, that they had. And man, it was awesome. Like the, the food was great. The, the organizers were, were doing their best to, to really pump this up. Um, they got the schools involved, which is good. So you have like 300 students and their parents, you know, asking questions about how to get into the industry, how do you draw this, how do you draw that. And so it was a really good show. I wish I could have gone this year, but finances, of course, you know, you got to pick and choose where you go, right? So, Absolutely. That's the, that's the hard part about um, yeah. 
Yeah, convention season. We we run in the same things. Like, oh, which one should we go to? You know, every everyone is different. My mom was with me at Kauai Comic Con, and she just, you know, she hung out with me for the day, and she was kind of just mm-hmm. getting the feel for it. She's like, so how is this? I said, I said, I don't know, because every every show is different, you know, and this one is a new mm-hmm. one, so you don't know what to expect. You just you know, put your best foot forward and, and see how it goes and pay attention to what uh, the are looking at and what's, what's catching their attention. Yeah. Like for us, definitely, I would bring more, you know, which totally makes sense, more um, kind of local art, yeah. Because, you know, I was trying to explain to her, I'm like, you, you got to tailor what you're doing to the audience, you know, wherever you're at, because you can have amazing art on your table. But if the people that you're showing it to cannot relate and see themselves in it, then they're just going to pass them by. And it's not a big to you. doesn't mean that you don't have skills. It's just, you're not speaking to them, you know? Exactly. Like, um, like say, for example, for Hawaii, whenever I do a show in Hawaii, I'll have an exclusive with either Lilo and Stitch or Moana or a Hawaiian warrior, you know, or something to connect with the people that are around me. Like, if I brought Hawaiian stuff to New York, maybe I'll sell one. But, you know, I bring in Hawaii stuff to Hawaii, I'll sell 100. Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's just the market that you're in. But at the same time, like, because I do a series, it, like, for me, it's like a lot of people are like, well, okay, so I bought the Harlequin, but now I need the Joker, the Batman, the, you know, this to, to fill my, my series up. Uh-huh. And I, I learned that instead of doing one-offs for me, where it's like, oh, this is just one Batman and that's all I'm doing. Now I do Batman and then now I do Robin and everything that connects to Batman. So that way, if you buy one, you got to buy them all because now, because people, especially in our industry, in the comic industry, like we're all collectors. That's what we do. We collect stuff. I, I figured that out early where it's like, okay, if you do Harlequin, then you got to do Poison Ivy and Catwoman. That way you can triple your sales just by doing those three instead of just one. Um, but in, I don't know. Like, okay. So speaking of Hawaii though, like a lot of times because it, I don't do Hawaii shows that often, I'll, I'll, I'll do good sales there. I'll do pretty well. Um, you know, with all the support that we get from, from our local Hawaii people, yep. which is awesome. I love them by the way. But after a while, like, they all have my stuff, right? Like, like they all have my series. So every time I go back there, I have to have new stuff. Or else, I, you know, they're going to be like, well, I already have the 30 that you've already done. You got anything new? So now I'm working on uh, putting out different types of products, like hats and shirts and bookmarks and trading cards. And, like, it's the same artwork, but now it's they can take it with them when they go on, you know, trips to wherever and gotta you know play cards in the cabin so i mean little things like that but yeah I, I i i just think that what we're doing especially you and john and you know with the burning spear comics and everything you guys are killing it like i like i saw the artwork that that's in your books because I've, I've i've supported your kickstarters before and man the colors are amazing the your your inkers and your artists you know whoever did so does your penciler do the the inks too yeah he's doing both he is amazing i don't know where you got him but man you struck gold so yeah that's that's all John's magic. That's his baby. His his uh, you know, he finds the the team to to work at for sure. So so, how did you find the artist though? Um, I wanna say I think he found him. I know he looks on on Deviant Art. Google is your best friend. That's what I tell people. You know, like yeah. I mean, it still takes obviously work, but uh, I think he looks at ArtStation too. John's very picky, so um, he and I have very different work styles when it comes to artists. Because um, he, you know, his is his. He's very like um, 
highly inspired by Todd McFarland, right? So he made a big splash with Blonde at a time that, you know, <laughs> wasn't really popular mm-hmm. to do so, but it's really successful. Blonde's influences come from Todd McFarland. So like he has a very specific and the, you know, the surrounding books that will come out. But the, you know, the hard, the hard thing is, is with all of us, um, Creating comic books is is not like an overnight thing. It's a couple of months that you're consuming an artist's time, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not as easy as people think. Yeah. And, and, I, and I tell them, there's like a seven-step process to create even just one book. Because you have to have the writing and, you know, the, the rewrite. And then you got to pitch to a, a penciler, maybe an inker, a yeah. colorist, a letterist. And then you got to put it together. You got to have an editor. You got to, you know, go to a, like, uh, you got to actually put it together. Like, you know, everybody's, oh, it's a comic book. So you just read the comics. Like, no, you got to do the cover. You got to do the inside cover. You got to do all the advertisements. You got to put it in the right order so that way your splash pages are, are lined up, you know, seven and six or whatever, or six and seven. So, like. All of these things go into the process of making comments. Nobody realized that and how long it takes. And like after a while, they're like, oh, so you said you're going to do a comic. Like it's been two weeks. I'm like, "Ah." (laughs) (laughs) I got four pages done, bro. (laughs) You know, Um, well, actually, no, two weeks, I probably I could probably get them out like eight pages done, eight or nine. But again, they think that it's, it's like, dude, where's the comic at? I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. It's been like, two weeks, bro. In his head right. about what but, he wants you know, to do. That's with, how it is. Our, that was definitely with, with like, like Chronicles. you know, as, um, as a fan and, and a consumer of comics, it's definitely a totally different perspective mm-hmm. from actually being a creator and a producer of these things. Comics Especially and projects and, you know, everybody you know, like, doing a lot of like different things at the same time um, and trying to maintain consistency in the team. The scheduling doesn't always work right, you know, um, right like they have a, their own factory <laughs> yeah. like you're just a cog here we go we take your thing we plug it into our process boop, boop, boop. here's a comic you know um independent creators all of you out there um hats off shout out to you because both of us here we know um it's not <laughs> it's uh it's a, what they call it a labor of love uh, for sure right we love it we wouldn't be doing it trust me because uh <laughs> a lot of the times it's like why am I still doing this? Oh, because I love it. Yep, that's right. Oh, because I love it. Yeah, because yeah. it's fun when you actually see the product. But until then, it's all stress. <laughs> it is. Like, that's why it's like so important to work with a good team in any project, really. There's times when you know I was like, oh, I mean, we all dealing with life too, right? There's holdups and setbacks that we don't even think about. It's just life hitting you, and it's like, oh man, no. it's coming up. Sorry, I cannot meet this deadline. I'm gonna try to do this. You know, like I feel like communication is everything with with the team that you work with. Because John says that. Oh, you know, like, <laughs> please be patient. I, I appreciate your support. Yeah. <laughs> You're asking. I'm glad that you're excited for it, but it takes a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> again, yeah. I mean, again, it, it, if it's Marvel, if if the artist doesn't hit the deadline, they got like seven 
like hundred other artists that are willing to do it within the next two days. You know what I mean? And so they have that machine already built over the past, what, 80 years where they can just, they have all these resources. But when you're an independent, it's you, your creator or like your writer and, and you know, your team that has to run this machine by themselves. Yeah. And it nobody really realized that. But at the same time, you know, even though you're frustrated, you're like, hey, just just relax. We're trying to do it. You can't say that. You gotta be like, Thank you for your support because without you, honestly, if without you paying your five dollars or ten dollars for this book, I can't do it. Or you know, you know, if it wasn't for your support on Kickstarter or wherever, you know, crowdfunding it is. I couldn't do what I do, you know, if it wasn't for your patient and all that. Yeah, you got to be nice. But at the same time, you're like, I'm trying so hard. Believe me. (laughs) But sometimes, I mean, I feel like people appreciate that, you know, and because when you try to explain them like a little bit, okay, so here are some of the things that go on. Boom, boom, boom. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay. Well, I didn't know that. But at the same time, you're like, well, I, as, as a person that's putting out a product, you understand the frustration. It's, it's kind of like going to McDonald's. If your burger takes 15 minutes or, you know, 20 minutes, you're like, why does it take 20 minutes? Well, because you have to, like, you came at the, the wrong time when it's like, we just got done with serving 300 people, you know. Um, we we had to restock or we had to, you know, defrost the, the meat and whatever. We're sorry that it took 15 minutes, but, you know, that's just how it is. So I, I get it. Okay, so it's around 40, 43 minutes so far. I got to head out because I have to go to a softball game. <laughs> um, but um, I'd love to do this again, honestly. Uh, I, think, I think this is a great thing. Absolutely. We can do another one. Let's see. So before we hit you, before we go, where can people follow, follow you online, um, their social media? and Well, on Facebook, it's Freak, F-R-E-E-K, F-L-O-W, 808. So that you can check me out on Facebook on that. Same thing with Instagram and Twitter. Everything is all F-R-E-E-K-F-L-O-W, including my email. If you want to email me, whatever, uh, portfolios, whatever. Freakflow808 at Yahoo. And also, um, I have Free Isabella on YouTube channel. So you can look me up, Free Isabella. I just put up my YouTube channel. And it's uh, I'm putting up like tutorials and some... Like, you know, like those sped up quick, like drawings. Yeah. Uh, I did one for Mauna Kea, like the Mauna Kea. And so you can go ahead and check that out. And of course, my Patreon, Patreon, Patreon. I don't know. Uh, So, you know, I'm so old. I don't know how to get the money off of that thing, you know. (laughs) People like I got four. I got four patrons already. And I'm like. It's, it's almost, you know, it's the beginning of the month. So I was like, I don't know what to do. And so I told them, be patient. I'm, I'm old. I'm trying to figure out how to get the money so that way I can send you all your stuff. So that's it. I'm, I'm old. Not that way. <laughs> <laughs> we got so many things going on. It's hard to keep up with all the details. I'm like, oh, my God. All right. So Freakflow on YouTube. Check out his Patreon. I'll put up links. Um, I'll, I'll go search them and put up links um, below in the comments. Mm-hmm. All right, brother. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Right on. Mahalo. Thank you so much. Again, I love this. I love doing this. So let's do this again. Um, maybe next time, you know, after people see the, the recording, they can uh, put down some questions or whatever. And we can roll through those later. Absolutely. Sounds good. Okay. Mahalo. Okay. I'll talk to you guys later. All right. All right. Bye. Mahalo Free for joining us here on our live. So I'll see you guys next time. Take care. Malama Pono. Ahuiho. Thank mm-hmm. you.